You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, your host here, Colt Molesky, bringing you daily Timberwolves content. Make sure to check out the Locked On Wolves FanRag website, my Twitter account, at Molesky, and of course, the Locked On Wolves Twitter account, at Locked On T Wolves, for all prior podcasts, as well as just fantastic content. The finals are over, the Stanley Cup race is over, but we still have World Cup started this morning, watching uh, Russia versus uh, Saudi Arabia, really great game there, and then, well, actually, it was fun to see World Cup again, I don't know how great of a game it was, but uh, also the draft is coming up, we have a week left, we're down to a week left between us and the NBA draft for the 2018 season, so a lot of exciting stuff happening still in the sports world, make sure you're not missing out on any content, and speaking of content, Make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Remember I was telling you about how the we had the mock draft going on and we collabed for that really big, fun, super cool project that we did? Well, that is out now. It's going to be multiple episodes uh, taking you through multiple picks uh, per episode. The episode one went through picks one through six. I think picks... Uh, or uh, 7 through 12 or 13 was the next one, uh, and that one should be up as well by now. So go check those out. We've been working for the last couple of weeks. We have been working, all the NBA hosts have been working to put together this big collaboration to do this mock draft for the first round hosted by our fearless leader, David Locke, who also hosts the Locked On Jazz podcast. So make sure to check that out. He did a terrific job hosting that and Big thanks to him for helping organize that and put that together behind the scenes. And also big thanks to Jeremy Wu, the draft analyst and expert and guru that we brought in from Sports Illustrated. That's right, SI on the show. He is analyzing every single one of the picks after we bring them to him. Each one of the, the Locked On hosts acting kind of as a GM for the for the episode and David Locke acting as the commissioner. It's a ton of fun. It was a, it was a, a bunch of work, but it was really fun kind of coming together as uh, our little NBA community and putting together this big show for you guys. Uh, it, they're really well done. I, I really liked the first couple episodes, and all of them are going to be that great. And uh, Jeremy Wu just knocked it out of the park there. Great draft analyst, for, uh, great draft analysis from him. Although you knew he was going to be great uh, if you listened to the podcast where he joined me during March Madness talking about prospects. But great job by everybody there. Super fun show that uh, we got to work on together. And I would really appreciate you guys checking out and giving it some support. Uh, I think it is a, a really cool project, and it was a lot of fun to do. So I, I feel like you guys will enjoy them. All right. So now that that's all out of the way, we have today. Some more, I, I don't want to say it's draft conversation, but it does, it is tied together with the draft a little bit. But we do have to talk about free agency because I feel like the Timberwolves and this, this year's draft and their free agency kind of go hand in hand with what they're doing, what they're thinking. I think that you'll be able to tell a lot about what the team is kind of projecting to do in free agency here in the next week including what they do in the draft and where they go in the draft. I think you'll be able to see some of their moves before they happened, before they happen because of what happens over the next week here. 
including the draft. And because that is the topic of conversation, I wanted to really zero in on one particular player today, namely Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is the guy I want to talk about, and I wanted to cover a few things. I wanted to cover if the team should keep him, if the team keeps him, what will his role be, and what possibly keeping Derrick Rose could mean for not only the free agency of the Timberwolves, but also what their draft could look like if they're planning on keeping him or if they announce that they're re-signing him before the draft happens because we still do have a week where that could happen as well. So a lot to go over. Before I get into any of that, I do want to get to one particular subject, which is me uh, me coming to terms and, and being the bigger man and admitting when I was wrong. Uh, my dad taught me from a very early age that uh, the bigger man and the, the smarter man knows when to admit when he's wrong and when he when he was off on something. And I'm going to I'm going to try and be that guy here, and I'm going to be willing to admit that yes, I was horribly wrong about Derrick Rose. I was worried when he when he was on the table that Tibbs would go for him. I vocally said on this show and in. Uh, in the newspapers and stuff uh, that I was writing for at the time, I, I said it pretty much everywhere that Derrick Rose would not be great for this team, that he would not add anything that this team needed. This team needed at the time and still needs uh, three point, a dedication to three-point shooting and a defensive presence on the perimeter amongst other things, but most primarily those two things. Derrick Rose would not add a dedicated shooting presence. He's not a very good three-point shooter. Hasn't been for a few years. And... He wasn't going to add much defense on the perimeter or much defense in general at all. And so they wouldn't be helped by him joining the team. And that would be a bad move that would just take away from Tyus Jones his valuable minutes that Tibbs wasn't really giving out to most players anyways. That was my stance, and it was the wrong one. It was the wrong stance. And so I'm here to admit that I was way off and that I have kind of slowly over the last couple of months been eating my own words and now I'm willing to come full circle and say I was wrong and that they should keep Derrick Rose and I'm going to say that they need to keep Derrick Rose but only under these two conditions two things have to have to happen for me to be okay with Derrick Rose staying around the first they have to make an effort for versatility for creativity there has to be something more than last year I'm not going to go into this conversation again about what they did versatility-wise last year because I feel like I'd be beating a dead horse a little bit. We're just going to sweep that under the rug of a, a, new, a fairly new roster growing and gelling together. All right, we've had that year. Now, Derrick Rose, if you're on the roster, if you re-sign Derrick Rose, let's see some things. Let's see some things in November and December. Let's see some creativity. Throw out lines where I have... Uh, Derek Rose running the floor with a bunch of bigs. With a, if they have Gorgie, throw out Gorgie Towns. Uh, Justin Patton, if they have Taj Gibson, throw Taj Gibson out there. Go really big with Derek Rose. See if he can push the. If he can be kind of a tempo guy amongst a bunch of bigs, and, and go the other way. Throw him out there with Jeff Teague, with uh, with. Uh, Andrew Wiggins with Jimmy Butler, with Tyus Jones if they still have him on the team. Go super small and see how he does with a super small lineup. Uh, let's see some different things. Don't just throw Derrick Rose out on the court for 15 minutes a game with the second unit. Let's see some creativity. Let's see some different lineups that you can throw together with him. Let's see Derrick Rose play with Jeff Teague and, and Butler and Wiggins and, and maybe some stretch guys that they get. Let's see, uh, let's see some different things is what I want. I want to see creativity. 
The second thing that has to happen if I'm going to be okay with Derrick Rose coming back, it has to be an uber an uber reasonable deal. It has to be something along the lines of 12 to 15 for two years. I don't want to get locked into more than two years, and I don't want to get locked into more than $20 million. So it has to be a very reasonable contract on a short-year basis. Yes, he's only 29 years old, but... I don't want to be I don't want to be locked into Derrick Rose for the next four years. Okay, if I'm going to have Derrick Rose two years, fifteen million, let's do that. Let's be done with it there. So those are the two things that happen have to happen. But I think if you're the Timberwolves and your sales pitch is, all right, Derrick Rose, we're gonna sell, we're gonna give you money less money than you probably want. But look at the market for you right now. Look at how many guards, especially point guards, there are on the NBA. Look at how many serviceable point guards there are on the NBA. Look at how little cap space so many teams have. And look at what we're willing to do with you. We're willing to be more creative. We have a roster that I think has, has gotten enough games under his belt. We can be more creative. Tim's is going to be more creative. He's going to throw you in this way and this way and this way. And you're going to work like this with these guys. And we're going to try these different things. And this is what you're going to get paid against this market. If you say it, if you show him that, that's going to start to look like a really good deal. Because there are a lot of point guards in the NBA right now. And there are a lot of good point guards in the NBA right now. And so that's a pretty fair deal, especially if it's a, in a place where he's going to get more minutes and he's going to get more activity, more time, things, like, uh, things of that nature. So that's my sales pitch to Rose. And that's the way where if he comes back and those two things happen, then I think it's a worthwhile investment and it's worth the minutes he's going to take and the money he's going to take. I want to get into how he fits on this roster, why I would be okay with him coming back, and how this might change the way the Timberwolves draft. But first, we're going to take a quick break for some sponsors. Talking Minnesota Timberwolves free agency here, specifically talking Derrick Rose and how he could come back to the Timberwolves, why he should come back, and how that affects the next couple of weeks of the Minnesota Timberwolves offseason. So first of all, I want to dive right into a lot of people are asking this question. Why would you keep Derrick Rose when you have Tyus Jones? Colton. You've talked about Aaron Holiday. If he falls, he would be a viable pick. Why would you keep Derrick Rose too? And if you're keep if you're weeding out a point guard, why wouldn't it be Derrick Rose instead of Tyus Jones? That's a fair question, especially because if Aaron Holiday does fall to twenty, I would be perfectly happy with the Timberwolves grabbing another point guard. Again, I can't stress this enough. It's better to take the best best available player than to take somebody just based on what you think you need at the current time. And so if Lonnie, Lonnie Walker's the guy I would take over Aaron Holiday, but if Lonnie Walker's gone and he's bumped up, it looks like in a lot of mock drafts, he's kind of a fringe lottery guy. So I don't think he'll be available anymore at 20. But if Lonnie Walker's not there, Aaron Holiday's probably the best guy you're looking at in this draft because Troy Brown is another one of those guys that's steadily climbed up a little bit in draft boards too. And he might be gone in that 18-19 range. I'm fine with Aaron Holiday getting drafted, and I'm fine with letting Tyus Jones go because Tyus Jones is a guy who I really believe if you're going to have to give up somebody, it's probably going to have to be a guy like Tyus Jones to get rid of a Gorgie or Cole Aldrich contract. And as much as that kind of is a bummer, you got to be willing to let some talent go to clear some of this cap space out, cap space they desperately need. And so if I'm looking at this, Derrick Rose, I can get back on pretty good money, and I can also clear up some cap space at the same time because I'm letting a guy who's still on his rookie contract go in a, in a trade with another, another contract that's not so great. So if you're going to trade somebody 
Tyus Jones is probably the guy you're going to have to throw into those trades, and that means you're going to definitely want to retain Derrick Rose to keep that point guard depth that you enjoyed this year. The second thing, too, and I don't want to sound like I'm knocking Tyus Jones because I do like Tyus Jones a lot, and I think he adds a lot of defensive stuff. I think he does a good job opening stuff for other offensive pieces when he's on the court. The problem is is that his offensive prowess, just for getting himself buckets and getting himself shots, not as great as... Derrick Rose's and despite the the negative you get on defense with Derrick Rose he is going to create his own shots he's going to create shots for other players and he's going to open things up on on offense I know that 5.8 points uh and 1.2 assists per game with the Timberwolves through nine regular season games last year isn't blowing anybody away but if you see the stuff he's doing when he's cutting and driving to the basket, and you see, like, my favorite play Derrick Rose had last year was when he would drive to the basket and make that little flip pass to Towns. Uh, when Towns was only like 10, 12 feet away from the basket, but the action that Derrick Rose and the speed that Derrick Rose attacked the basket with opened up Towns enough to make that just such an easy bucket. It's those little plays, not like he doesn't have to be flipping it to the corner for Andrew Wiggins for a three-pointer. It's those little plays where he's just giving Towns room and not making Towns stretch the floor either, keeping Towns in that post area so that Towns isn't wandering off like he was in that Houston series and kind of staying staying too much outside the three-point line. But he's he's in the area, he's in the paint, and he's still getting Towns open. He's still getting uh, Taj and Gorgie shots. It's those kind of plays that make Rose such a special offensive piece, and I just don't think that Tyus has that. And so if you have a guy like Justin Patton, if you have a guy coming in through the draft, and you have a guy like Towns who's still pretty young, that's a lot of youth, and it'll be nice to have a, a veteran point guard like Rose, like Jeff Teague on the roster. Maybe maybe you don't need another young guy in Tyus Jones, and, and you're giving yourself some wiggle room with trades by throwing him in there. I like Derrick Rose, even though he can't shoot the three. I like what he's doing for this offense and what he could do for this offense. He only averaged 12.4 minutes per game with the Timberwolves in nine games last year. I'd like to see that number move up to 18. I'd like to see that bump up. So I think he could do a lot with those extra minutes. The other thing, too, is I like, if he's getting in the offense more, I like a couple of the things that he's doing. The Timberwolves run a lot of that uh, the the pick and, and roll with the ball handler, and he fits perfectly into that. They ran that play nineteen. They had uh, over twenty, actually over twenty percent uh, frequency rate on that play. And Derrick Rose, when he's in, they're running that play to him twenty five point four percent of the plays that he's running. That's the frequency rate he's getting. Or excuse me, not twenty five. Uh, the frequency rate he's getting is around nineteen with uh, the the pick and the pick and roll with the ball handler. So that means that when he came in, they didn't have to design special plays for him. These are plays that the offense likes to run. These are plays that Tibbs already have built into the offense. And so if he comes back next year, he's going to fit right smoothly into the offense. The other thing I like and the biggest thing I like about the offense that he could generate in eight, 10 minutes on the floor, 20 minutes on the floor, transition for the Timberwolves. Not a huge transition team, which is fine. They... They had a lot bigger of a team, had a lot more bigs. You want to get guys like Towns, guys like Gibson, super involved in plays. But when you're not running half court, the Timberwolves actually did okay with their transition. Uh, They had a frequency rate of 12.5% on transition plays, and they averaged 1.12 points per play in transition. Pretty solid, pretty solid for a team that runs a lot of half court stuff, but... 
and this is where the 25% came in. Excuse me again on the mix-up of those stats, but when Derrick Rose is in, for the limited time he was in, the the frequency rate that he ran transition was 25.4%, and he had, he averaged, or the Timberwolves averaged 1.06 points per play when he was running the transition, when he was in on transition. Now, I know transition uh, it's not always something that you you plan into the offense. Uh, sometimes you can pick up the offense. Sometimes it's just a long three-point rebound turns into a transition play. Uh, and so it's a little bit of an opportunistic play call or uh, stat. Uh, and, and I know that the sample size for Derrick Rose is uber small. But if you, you're able to swallow that and kind of put that aside for a second, the numbers show that when he's in there, they're, they're just going to transition more with him, and they're doing well when he's going to transition and when the Timberwolves are going to, to transition with Derrick Rose on the court. I like that he can up-tempo. I like that having a guard that, up, that notches up the offense a little bit and gives your offense a little bit uh, of an extra gear, and I think Derrick Rose is that guy. I know he, he might hurt the defense a little bit, but I really do think he gives that offense a little bit of an extra gear, and I think it would be nice to have that extra gear for 18 to 20 minutes out on the floor uh, for the Timberwolves. And I think that if you g- draft kind of a 3 and D guy and you have some cap space, trade away uh, a guy like Gorgie and, Ty- and Tyus Jones for and clear up some cap space and you're able to grab uh, a cheap 3 and another 3 and D guy, have some long wings that you're adding through free agency in the draft, and then you put those guys with Butler, with uh, Derrick Rose, with Wiggins. Now, now you're really spacing the floor. You're really gassing uh, a defense, and then you throw Towns at him, and he's banging down low in the post, and he's coming up uh, on the glass, and he's he's wrecking them on the boards. Now you really have something here. Now you really have some some different some different hammers to kind of beat down a defense with. And so I like the I like the opportunities Derrick Rose presents. I like the things that he can possibly give them, and I like that in the in the draft now. Now maybe you're looking at, at Chandler Hutchinson. Now you have Derrick Rose. You have Jeff Teague. Now maybe you're if Aaron Holiday's off the board, if Lonnie Walker's off the board, if Troy Brown is off the board, now maybe you're fine because now you can, gra- you can grab a stretch guy and you don't desperately need a point guard because you need to trade away Tyus Jones and you, you lost Derrick Rose. So I think it gives them a different level of flexibility in free agency and on, on the court. And, and I like some of the things he does and I like some of the things that he's transformed into and the things that he showed the Timberwolves in just a short sample size. So that's, that's my argument for keeping Derrick Rose and what he can do and why I like him and why I think the Timberwolves would be well advised to keep him, again, on a reasonable contract. So that's it for me, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.